Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say today I have Caitlin, a marketing and brand manager. Caitlin, how are you today? I'm doing just fine. How are you, Tom? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Caitlin, can you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Absolutely. So as you might be able to tell, um, I am American. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) But I work for a lovely startup in Galway, Ireland called All About Kombucha. Um, How I ended up over here was I have undergraduate degrees from Elon in North Carolina, back home in the States, in uh, media analytics and graphic design. And I was looking for an opportunity to kind of marry the two. I've always felt um, torn between the right side, the creative side, right, and the left side, analytical side of my brain. Um, And then I found this digital marketing program at Trinity in Dublin, Ireland, and I signed up. Uh, for the long haul, for the one-year masters, and and now to stick around and work here in in good old good old Galway. So that's a bit about me and how I ended up here, anyways. Brilliant. And Kaylin, uh, more on your kind of your current work. What would you see as your main strengths in in your market? Absolutely. So what I get to do definitely varies day to day. I all about kombucha at the moment is an eight person team and every single bottle of kombucha we distribute is still hand bottled, hand brewed. Um, So we're very much so in all hands on deck, manual functioning team still at this point in time. So I get to fulfill a lot of roles in that respect then, but what I'm most passionate about and therefore I think has become like my best strength is UX and UI management of web platforms, websites. Um, But naturally with my history and media analytics, I also like to get into the nitty gritty numbers all the time. And so I do a lot of consumer behavioral analysis as well, um, which will, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so let's, let's hit a little bit more on the the UX and UX uh, UI side of things. Uh, for anyone listening, can you first of all explain a little bit about it and then what what softwares and how you're processing and identifying how to improve uh, websites from there? Absolutely. So I was introduced to web design as a part of my graphic design major in college. So a good few years ago now, I had never even considered the concept that you could design websites as well as code them. Like I just had this stereotypical image of, you know, someone sitting behind um, or sitting in a cubicle all day behind their computer screen coding away. And, and that that was the level of technical skill you needed to actually have an impact on a website and on a brand's online presence. And it was in my graphic design major where we were, you know, designing wireframes and we were getting more into the UI side of things. So user interface is what that stands for. So the interface is more of the feel, the visual feel, pardon me, of a website, whereas UX is user experience. So that's more of how it actually functions the website. And that, of course, does involve maybe 
you know, glasses on, coding, coding, mind ready to go. But um, so I lean more towards the UI side, the interface side. And that does involve understanding how consumers interact with the website. So tools I would lean to or, or you know, rely on then anywhere between Google Analytics, um, you can use for a lot of different reasons, of course, but it will show me exactly how my patrons, my desired patrons, that is, uh, how they're traveling from Google to our site, from social media to our site, so on. So um, that's kind of how I merge the two anyways. Yeah. And do you find, do you put in certain uh, tracking into the links to, from your social media and from certain sites and stuff? So you can see where they're landing, uh, how in depth would you have your tracking? Would you, would you monitor scrolling? Would you kind of do the traditional heat maps kind of thing? How advanced in the tracking do you go? Absolutely. So uh, at this point in time, with this current company, we don't necessarily need all of that in this exact moment where we are in our growth as a startup. It is more of point A to point B. What is point A? What is point B? Why do they relate? Um, But it would be less of that heat map scrolling tracking for me. Um, Yes. Is that a good enough answer? No, no, it is. It is. And like, it, it's obviously, it, it always depends on the size of the company and, and how you Absolutely. go about um, your work and you're obviously optimizing the kind of customer journey throughout at the moment. So for, for our listeners, have you any psychological or kind of uh, insights, consumer insights about navigating around a page, any must-haves or must-nots? Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> the good old, I just taught a other another entrepreneur in the area, actually, this yesterday in America, what we call the F rule. <laughs> he thought I was referencing something entirely different, but the F rule, uh, that's kind of day one in graphic design website class, what you learn. And it's you read a screen, you know, similar to how you would read a book. So start in the top left corner. And then it reads like an F, a capital F. So, you know, top left corner, pardon me, top left corner. And then you read across the top all the way to the right. And then you would read left top to left bottom and so on, drawing that F kind of with your eyes. So that's been proven time and time again through consumer behavioral analytics. Like that's just, it's a known fact now in the way that we practice and design our websites to date. Um, And as I said, it's taught in the classroom. So that's pretty sturdy one right there. But mostly it is, oh gosh, I mean, there are stats that nowadays our consumers have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. And a goldfish has an attention span of eight seconds. So you need to understand how to make the consumer do what you want them to do in less than eight seconds is kind of common practice now. So that's minimizing touch points. And this is where user experience kind of more so comes along. I can design a pretty homepage all I want, but if that call to action button, that buy now, shop now, if it doesn't, if it isn't placed in the right position, it doesn't matter how pretty it looks. There are psychological reasons then as to why 
it might not be clicked as frequently, right? So, so that's kind of how the two, you always have to make sure it looks good, but it is in the right place for someone's eyes. And it's a fun little battle with that sometimes because I tend to side toward what's easiest for the customer. I will always choose a customer centric solution rather than like a visually appealing one. So I do tend to lean toward the practical logistical side in most decisions I make in life actually as well. So yeah, that's a bit there. <laughs> Brilliant. Cause uh, obviously I, I've had the kombucha drink and I, I obviously went on your website before the show and I, like what always interests me about these type of products is I, I suppose there's two ways that you go about selling your business, I suppose. And a lot of it is in, you know, stores around the country and maybe exports mm-hmm. to other countries and stuff, but you do have the online store and you're selling the drinks. Uh, you have the, the, you have the home delivery uh, as well, a service like how, how do you work out the traffic that lands on the site is one or the other? Yes. So to clarify, you mean, how do I identify the different, like, is it our local stockists visiting the website or actual qualified leads that are going to purchase online? Is that what you're asking? Exactly that. Yeah. Good question. (laughs) I kind of have a cheat answer, I guess, in that regard, because we are, we're pretty well integrated with the Galway community. So I can assure you in this specific instance, None of our stockists are Googling us, Um, but there are ways with Google. I mean, Google Analytics, it is a classic. I do really enjoy it. I also just got an email the other day that they're releasing a new updated version over the next few months. So that's exciting. Have to relearn that in a bit, but um you can, I mean, you can tell exactly when, you know, someone actually directly searches all about kombucha versus directly searches kombucha versus directly searches um, on bing.com. I don't even know if that's a thing you use here, but we use it in America one of, one of the different web browsers. So you can, you have full entire control essentially except the user's name. Uh, you get a lot of demographics given to you on that Google analytics platform. So that's what I would do if I assumed the stock is for Googling us, but really Galway, um, having moved from Dublin as well. And after completing my school in Dublin, I didn't expect it would be such a jump, obviously, size-wise. The city is a touch smaller than Dublin, but community-wise as well, it is everyone knows everyone. It's a really nice familial feel across the whole town within my own company here. Um, we are, we're friends before we're co-workers, similar to how our stockists are our peers before they are our stockists. So uh, a lot of that just happens even through chat on the road, orders are placed, you know, or via email. So we do tend to keep them separate from our digital clients elsewhere. Yeah, it's brilliant because you're you're really your your micro at the moment, but you you can see it. Absolutely, the brand is is definitely growing around islands, especially. Absolutely. In terms of like, because I even see like the delivery service and stuff you guys do. It's the the drink itself. It's perfect for like wedding days, like last minute packages to to weddings because i know the delivery services is on fridays but i can see Mm -hmm. how you can uh broaden out that marketing quite quickly um Mm -hmm. moving on to other areas is there any 
particular area you're looking yourself to upskill into and why? Oh my goodness. Yes. Influencer marketing. <laughs> we are, as you said yourself, we are micro at the moment. And therefore a lot of my focus in the first few months of this role with this company was just organic traffic, of course, and cleaning up. I kind of traveled through the sales funnel that they had established, you know, in their email newsletter list and in their Shopify interactions. I kind of assessed the sales funnel as it was when I walked in and ensured to distinguish between qualified leads versus people who were never actually going to buy kombucha and so forth. So it was a bit of tidying there at first. Um, but influencer marketing, now that I have a better idea of, again, our consumers' behavior, the ones who are actually returning to us, um, I can understand who they might want to look to for influencer marketing. So that's something we are going to dive into more seriously in the very near future. Also, I have experience in so, uh, social media marketing, but TikTok is a relatively new one for me. I don't enjoy the platform as a user. Maybe it's because I am one who would succumb to the addictiveness of it. But um, so I try to stay off of it myself. So now getting back on as a marketing and brand manager has been trying in itself. And the team has kind of tried a few times to dive into the platform and start to get some video content up there. The virality is unreal there. It's a great way to get your brand in front of new consumers, new potential leads, um, and they don't even need to follow you. So there's definitely profitability in influencer marketing right now, as well as social media marketing on TikTok specifically. Brilliant. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, looking at the digital industry as a whole, is there anything that really excites you in the future? So this is not necessarily an industry sector, but more of a trend that's coming about. I think one of the silver linings we can take away from the difficulties our world has faced these past few years is the change in consumer mindset in the way that they make purchases. A lot of people, I saw this in America where I'm from, and I saw this here in Ireland while I was living here, um, during the pandemic and lockdowns, a lot of people did come together and prioritize the support of small local businesses, specifically the health and wellness industry as well, which isn't too surprising, I'm sure, um, to listeners. But health and wellness is hitting it off right now, as well as transparent brands. So that's another trend that excites me. They're actually taking that as a sign of respect, mutual respect, and they return. And it's it's we've seen an increase in consumer loyalty to the brand. And I do think that's a direct result of these sort of consumer thoughts and feelings that came about because of the pandemic. And I'm sure we're not the only small business feeling that. Um, it's definitely something we're incredibly grateful for. Yeah, and yeah, like listen, you're you're well branded. You have strong site. You're you're well uh, distributed around the country. I'm sure, and I'm sure loads of people listening to this will probably buy. Kaylin, lastly, we ask everyone to understand them a little bit more behind the roles. The same question, mm -hmm. which is, if you could bottle up one personality trait and pass it on, what would it be? Oh, goodness. So now I use the answer transparent. <laughs> um, 
you can't take anything too heart. So we oftentimes, us lovely digital marketers, um, we're the ones communicating on behalf of a brand, on behalf of a team. And sure, mine is only eight people, but I recognize that you're speaking on behalf of a lot of people and founders who walked into the company and the venture with set ideals and set values. And criticism isn't something I was always great with. And I am so lucky to be in a role right now where criticism comes with a lot of love when delivered, but that's not always the case, you know, and we work under really tight timelines and just don't, don't take anything personally. I think I try to be, you know, the morale booster um, of the team as well at times, because as I'm communicating on their behalf, it's nice when I'm (laughs) practicing the same, you know, positive communication style in-house So I guess, yeah, I guess communication. um, Positivity and transparency. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing back kind of to my last answer, but yeah. Caitlin, that's it. That's the end of the show. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure the listeners will love to hear and definitely start Googling you guys and give you a shout out. But yeah, first and foremost, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me.